Amen. You can remain seated while I read my text. That's okay. You don't have to stand. But if you got a device or a Bible with you, if you'd want to turn to Matthew 21, last Sunday morning I preached what I guess could be considered a Christmas message. And at least at the start today, it's going to sound like I'm a week off in my message, but we'll get to today. Matthew 21 and verse number 8 says, A very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We know this day, this Sunday, last Sunday, to be referred to as Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday because of the verses I've just read to you and what they did that day as Jesus made His way into Jerusalem. Laying down palm branches, laying down garments as He rides on the back of a donkey into the city of Jerusalem. Anybody know what this day is called or what this event is also called? It's called the triumphal entry. It's the triumphal entry. This procession of Jesus on the back of this donkey heading into Jerusalem is the triumphal entry. A triumphal procession was a known thing to them in those days because it was something that the the Romans did. It was a way of celebrating victory. It was a way of honoring the, the heroes of war, the generals who led the battles and, and saw great victories. They would get a triumphal entry a parade, if you will, to celebrate and honor them for the victory. It, it was a celebration for what had already taken place. It was a celebration of a victory which had already occurred. It was great pomp and circumstance because of the battle that had been won. It was, it was the celebration again of a past event. And yet Jesus makes what is called a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And to be honest, I think there's another term from a natural perspective that would be more appropriate than triumphal entry. The thing that would really seem to better describe what was taking place this day would be a death march. Because the events that were about to unfold over the next few days after this triumphal entry, as we celebrate today, a part of that was going to be His dying on the cross that day. And so, to me, if you're gonna, if you're gonna label it as to what it was at the moment, a death march is more appropriate of a term. Because the victory had not been accomplished yet. The battle hadn't been fought yet. 
Oh, I may need a couple of horns here in a moment. In, in, in fact, it was, it was defeat that was coming. It was death that was coming. And yet it is called the triumphal entry. And the reason it's the triumphal entry is because in spite of the fact in a few days there was going to be some dark days. There was going to be some difficult days. There was going to be some hard days. They, the, the, the parade, the parade that was taking place was not based on the, it was not named based on the current circumstances. It was based, or it was named based on what was going to be the outcome of the situation. I don't know how many of you know this. I would imagine not very many of you. But in the words of Dallas Home, I'm going to rise again. Death can't keep me in the ground. <laughs> And so death had not occurred yet. But even before death, victory had already been determined. Even before the cross, even before the crown of thorns, even before the grave, victory was already determined. And so it was the triumphal. It was the triumphal entry. Can I tell somebody that a few weeks ago when we had to start adjusting what we do and how we do it, it's not a death march. It wasn't a death march when we had to start streaming services and you couldn't gather here. It wasn't a death march. It's a triumphal entry. It's a triumphal entry because in spite of the circumstances today, it's not over with yet. Victory is going to come. Weeping, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy is going to come in the morning. Paul said it this way in Romans 4 and verse number 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead. And listen to the last part of this verse. He calls those things that are not. He calls the things that have not happened yet. Not as though they will happen. But God looks at what is going to happen in the future with such certainty that He calls those things that are not as though they had already happened. We may be in the midst of a trial right now. We may be in the midst of a crisis right now. You may be in the midst of a personal trial or crisis. But God has already declared the end from the beginning and it is a triumph Paul said it this way as well thanks thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and right
righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lead on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground, it is sinking sand. But the rock that I stand on today is a sure foundation. Long before Paul said what he did in Romans, the Lord through the prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 46 and verse number 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. Not I was God, I am God. We may not be up in the sanctuary celebrating Easter as we normally celebrate it, but He is God. We may not be able to get together this week, but in spite of the circumstances, I've come to remind you today, He is God. He said, I am God. And there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me. Now listen to what verse number 10 says. Declaring the end. Declaring the outcome. From the beginning. And from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. He calls the end from the beginning. It's not a completely unusual thing. It doesn't happen all the time. But it's not a totally uncommon thing that in a sporting event there will be one team who is up by a bunch of points. In fact, it was just a few years ago in the Super Bowl that the Atlanta Falcons thought that they had the Super Bowl wrapped up. They had such a significant lead that it seemed like the game was over. But as many of you know what happened, the New England Patriots made a completely unexpected comeback. The prophet, I believe, Malachi, or Micah, excuse me, the prophet Micah said it this way, Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy, because when, not if, but when I fall, and I will fall, but I'm going to get back up again. We may be in our cars today, but we're going to get together again. We're going to celebrate again. We're going to worship again because God has called the end from the beginning. I don't know what your personal circumstances are today. But I can tell you that God has already determined the end from the beginning. And according to what he told the prophet Jeremiah, he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And they are thoughts of peace and not of evil. And I'm going to bring you to an expected end. COVID-19 
COVID-19 is not in charge of the outcome. There is no sickness that is in charge of the outcome. If you're sitting in a car right now and you've got disease and sickness in your body, that sickness and disease does not determine your outcome. The Lord says, I know the thoughts that I've got about you. And they are thoughts of peace and not of evil. And I'm going to bring you to an expected end. Your outcome is not undetermined. Your outcome is not up in the air. God has already put into your GPS the outcome. And it's going to be a good end. It's going to be a good end for all of us. But it's going to be a good end for us as individuals. Last passage. I don't have much left to give you anyway. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Like I said last Sunday morning, there's some things that we kind of put them in a box and we only use them at certain times. And this is one of those passages that is usually gets used at a funeral or at a graveside. But it's not just simply in those seasons that we should hold on to these verses. The Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15 and 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all be parked in our cars. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not always be logged on to our TVs and laptops and mobile devices. I show you a mystery. He says, we're not going to all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. I need you to cut back a little bit. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. And I think when Jesus was riding into Jerusalem that day, this was a part of what was being declared. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Why was it that heading into Jerusalem that day, before all of the doom and gloom that was going to unfold, it was called the triumphal entry because death 
didn't have power over him. The grave didn't have power over him. And I've come to remind somebody today, there is no circumstance that we are in. There is no circumstance that you are in that has power over the one who has power over death and power over the grave. So thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory. I tell somebody today, God has already called some things in your life as though they were. Not as though they are. Not as though they might be. But as though they were. I, I appreciate the novelty of what we are doing today. I appreciate the uniqueness of what we're doing. But we didn't come today just to simply do something cute. We're not here today just to do something neat. We're not here today just to say we did something different on Easter. We are truly here because 2,000 years ago, riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, with some difficult days that was ahead of him. But the outcome was victory. The outcome was on the third day. The stone was rolled away. And so you and I can say today, because he lives, we can face tomorrow oh hallelujah 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 in the name of Jesus I believe that right here right now in some vehicles that the power of the Lord would like to sit in that car, that van, that truck, that SUV. And I just kind of believe that God would like to do some miracles right here, right now. So if you've got beyond beyond COVID-19 I've said it the last couple of weeks COVID-19 or no COVID-19 we've all got challenges that we're dealing with on Monday I was in my bedroom I think it was Monday and I hear my wife yelling help, help help I come running out of the bedroom she says the dryer is on fire the dryer is on fire. And the dryer was on fire. Our dishwasher went up this week. All of that is really, really minor. Bear with me. I'm not, this is not about a poor me. I'm, I'm just saying, in the midst of what we're dealing with, we've all still got our stuff. 
Forget a virus. There's people in cars right now that you've got sickness in your body that has nothing to do with a virus. There's people sitting here right now with diseases in your body. And I believe on this resurrection day, in this setting, under these circumstances, that the miraculous power of God can do miracles right now. I know unless you've got a window rolled down, most of you can't get them up very high. But if you've got a need right now, I want you to lift your hands. And I'm going to speak a word of faith. And I believe that if you will respond with faith, that God in this moment right now is going to perform some miracles. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, we're in unusual circumstances. We've never been here before, but you were already here before we got here. And so by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I loose the miraculous power of the Holy Ghost to rest upon individuals vigils right now. I lose healing in the name of Jesus. I lose provision in the name of Jesus. I lose victory over fear and depression in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, let it be so. In Jesus' name, let it be so. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Since we may not ever do this again, I kind of hope we don't. As fun as it's been, I don't really want this to be the norm. So hopefully it'll be the last time, since it's probably or hopefully at least will be the last time I can't put the mic down until I just hear one more expression of a joyful noise. I think, I think there's going to be an addition to the message Bible. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and honk with the sound of triumph. Hallelujah! 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 Praise God to all of you who have come to participate today. Thank you so much. And again, I want to thank all of you for your cooperation. As best I can tell from up here, everything's gone smoothly. And that is because of all of us working together. So thank you so much for working with us today. To those of you that are watching us online, unable to be here, thanks for joining with us today and being a part of this service wherever you may be. Uh, since it's not a regular service, there's no hanging out, lingering, and fellowshipping. So you are you are going to, in just a moment, 
Gentlemen and ladies, we will give you the signal. We're going to have a little bit of NASCAR today. How about that? The ushers, the parking attendants are going to uh, guide you leaving so that this is as orderly as possible. We're going to start from the back and work our way forwards. So if you please, we'll pay attention to the parking attendants, our ushers, and not just jump out. Um, this isn't a 30,000 uh, attendance ball game, so it's not going to take you much time to get out. But if you'll please respect them guiding you, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, please, if if you go out, we, we don't usually exit all quite at the same time. So those of you that do go out down the hill on the Ritchie Highway, please, please, please don't jump right out into the highway. Please don't do that. After keeping six feet from us here, we don't want to have head-on collisions there. So... Please be careful as you pull down. Obviously, if you go the back way, it's a little easier. So at this time, ladies and gentlemen, start your engine.